the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Man, is our media just a massive dumpster fire? I mean, I, I, I understand why so many people have said, I just can't watch any news anymore. If you're watching MSNBC or CNN... Yeah, what am I doing? Kidding myself. You weren't watching that. Anyway, uh, former Trump campaign aide Sam Nunberg uh, was on television all day yesterday. What progressed throughout the day was a little hard to describe unless you're in AA. It was almost as if Nunberg was having a complete and total meltdown. And the media was well aware of it. They knew it. They knew it. But they had to put it on display. To show everyone how crazy this former Trump aide actually is. Nunberg has, let's just say, a, a bit of a history with the Trump team. He was hired by the campaign, then he was fired, then he was rehired, then he was fired again. And he's had his public squabbles with Trump and staffers like Corey Lewandowski and Sarah Huckabee Sanders. And some might say when it comes to Donald Trump, he has a dog in this fight. So Nunberg just calls up NBC out of the blue. Now, he you have to remember, he is a guy who was questioned by Mueller's investigators recently as part of the Russian investigation. And he did with, you know, what anyone with an axe to grind does. He ran straight to the mainstream media. And what followed was the most sensationalized crap show I have ever seen. At no time did he give any evidence against Donald Trump. Nothing. He has nothing. But in interview after interview after... How many interviews did he do yesterday, Stu? What was the final number? Four or five, at least. Every interview, he implied that Miller, quote, may have something on President Trump. But, and this is where he really makes his strong point here, and I quote, but I don't know for sure... Oh, my gosh. Stop the presses, everybody. He's got something, and yet he has nothing. Okay, Sam. If you don't know at all, then why are you saying you know? I don't. Maybe it's because this is some drunken, crazy sideshow. He pressed on with Jake Tapper. Now, if you think you're hoping for something more substantial to back up his allegations, instead, you got this boozy or doozy of a statement. They know something on Donald Trump. And I'm quoting, they know something on Donald Trump. I don't know what it is. And perhaps I'm wrong, but he did something. Oh, my gosh. How is Trump walking around a free man with evidence like that? <laughs> Let me see if I have this right. They know something. I don't know what. Maybe I'm wrong, but he totally did something. Hmm. Man, with logic like that, he's been listening to the teenagers in Florida. This was a total and complete meltdown. In between making wild, baseless accusations, Nunberg took personal shots at members of the Trump team and voiced his intention to ignore a subpoena from Robert Mueller. Now, how does that make sense? Well, I think it made perfectly good sense. If your goal is to hurt Trump and his team, why wouldn't you then be all on board cooperating with the Russia investigation? 
Of course he would. And the media knows this. They knew exactly what they were doing, putting this guy on multiple times yesterday on live national television. Nunberg had no business being interviewed. In the last interview, CNN said, well, I, I, I smell alcohol on your breath. Jesus, that's His accusations were baseless. He had clear motive to want to hurt Trump, who, in his words, treated me like crap. And in his wild bravado, he uh, defied Mueller, which was obviously meant only as a grandstand. The media knew this, but they ate it up like a kid eating, eating Lucky Charms on Saturday morning when mom only makes him or lets him eat, you know, granola for the rest of the week. They weren't looking to report any news. All they wanted to do was live stream a public meltdown from a guy who used to work for the president. If Nunberg dodges Mueller's subpoena, then he should be thrown in jail. And to the media, man... You're lucky you're in America. You really are. Because any other dictator would throw you in jail as well. You're shameful, shameful for what you're doing. It's Tuesday, March 6th. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, hello, America. We have a great show for you. I think it may be sometime later this week, but today's show is pretty good as as well. Today, we actually have a great show. We have Brad Meltzer uh, coming in, who is always fascinating um, on history and what's really happening in the world. He has a new book out called The Escape Artist, which is... Um, the reviews are it's his best yet. I just started reading it and just the opening chapter is worth the price of admission. Um, it starts with the line uh, something about Harry Houdini's uh, partner was the was the first guy to really run the Secret Service, the U.S. Secret Service. It's the only time a magician has ever been in the Secret Service. The Escape Artist by Brad Meltzer. He's going to be with us. Also, Dave Rubin is going to be with us. And can we play the Dave Rubin thing? Because I couldn't disagree with Dave Rubin more than his Prager University uh, hit. Here's Dave Rubin on why he's no longer a progressive. Listen to this. Do you believe in free speech? Do you believe that people should be judged by their character, not their skin color? Do you believe in freedom of religion? If you believe these things, you're probably not a progressive. You might think you're a progressive. I used to think I was. My show, The Rubin Report, was originally part of the Progressive Young Turks network. Progressives struck me as liberals but louder. Progressives were the nice guys. They looked out for the little guy. They cared about women and minorities. They embraced change. In short, who wouldn't want to be a progressive? But over the last couple of years, the meaning of the word progressive has changed. Progressives used to say, I may disagree with what you say, but I'll fight to the death for your right to say it. Not anymore. Banning speakers whose opinions you don't agree with from college campuses, that's not progressive. Prohibiting any words not approved of as politically correct, that's not progressive. 
putting trigger warnings on books, movies, music, anything that might offend people, that's not progressive either. All of this has led me to believe that much of the left is no longer progressive, but regressive. He's absolutely right in, 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 in all that he's saying, except historically. And I think this is one problem that we have in America is people think they know what progressive means, but that's not it. That was a trick by FDR, taking the word liberal and attaching that to the word progressive. Everything that he described is what the early 20th century progressive believed, all of those things. But it was so scary to the American people after Woodrow Wilson that it had to be relabeled. And so it was FDR relabeling it liberal. So that way people were confusing. Like, oh, well, these are the people that fight for my rights. No, these are the people that take your rights away. And they're on both sides of the aisle. It's not a Democratic thing. It's a Democrat and Republican thing. This uh, the progressive movement is very, very American. It is the American version of a communist takeover. That's what it is. He is a fascinating guy. And we're going to talk to him uh, about his conversion and how that's going for him the friends that he has lost uh, and his his viewpoint on what is really happening in America. That is in hour number three. Let's first start. Well, let me say hello to Stu. Hello, Stu. How are Hi, you? Glenn. How are you? Oh, it's so good to see you again. And oh. I mean that so deeply. Mm, I no, can, no, I, deeply. The right sincerity in here, is dripping off of Right you. in here someplace. more Kind of like where uh, my pancreas is. Okay. I feel it that <laughs> is, deep. Is that where your pancreas is? I have no idea, but you I think You are a doctor, so I would assume you'd know. You're right. I am. Thank you for pointing that out. I'd like to uh, make sure that you call me doctor for the rest of the day now. Um so let's talk about Nunberg, and can we play some of the the super super highlights of his appearance on television? Let's first start with MSNBC because this is he's on the phone. This is his first appearance of the day, where um, he's up early. But you know, a lot of us alcoholics are up early. Not to say he's an alcoholic. Well, but uh, something's going on here. He's setting the scene a little bit. I know you mentioned some of this, but he was he's not a fan of Trump anymore. So here's a guy. Who's I think been, he hang on just a second. I think he is. He he definitely has an, an affinity for him. However, uh, they've had massive disagreements. Correct. He's been if, fired. But he's if been, Trump would say to him, come on back home, oh yeah, he probably, would come home. You're probably right. right? <laughs> yeah. Now, I will say he has been the reason why he just gets on the air when he calls in is because he's a very uh, famous leaker. He's had, no. he, he's a source he for say. a lot of these unsor you know, uh, a person close to no. a former Trump advisor said a, a lot of that's Nunberg. Mm-hmm. Um he was he comes out in a lot he's done a lot of the books, a lot of the mm-hmm. kind of unsourced reports. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a lot of him. He's friends with Bannon and friends with Stone or was friends with Bannon and friends with Stone. Yeah, so he, he's in the he's in the worst of the worst category. <laughs> so I don't have, I don't know which one is uh, I'm honestly losing track. There's so many of them. I, I think MSNBC was the first one. I don't have the. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's start here though with the, the actually on Tapper here. Nunberg uh, Tapper with his, on his uh, cooperation on the subpoena. Uh, this is from yesterday. Why are you refusing to cooperate with this subpoena? Because it's absolutely ridiculous what they requested from me. They requested first of all they sent me a subpoena where they asked me after November 1 of 2015, did I communicate with Carter Page, Corey Lewandowski? I mean, I despise Corey. Why would I communicate with him? Hope Hicks, who was having an affair with Corey, and I, I would communicate. 
I should give them every email from November 1 of 2015 to perpetuity with Steve Bannon and, and Roger Stone? Why? Why do I have to give that to the, to the government? Well, I mean, because it's a special prosecutor and he's requesting information. Well, he's, he's, you, he's, know, he's, he's, you know, what would, what would you say if it was a Democrat? Same thing. Would you, would you agree? <laughs> would you agree that I would have to do that if, I, if yes. they were investigating mm -hmm. a Democrat? You would? Yeah. Okay, fine. Well, you know what? I don't think I should. <laughs> okay. That's a all great right. argument. All right. Well, you know, that's not the way the law works. You know what they did? They asked me for all of the stuff on my computer from this day to this day. <laughs> Why should I have to give it to them? Because because that's the way the law works. Yeah. That's the way subpoena. You know, why would they subpoena me on those things? Because that, again, is the way the law says you have to turn it in. It's a little thing called the Constitution. It's a little thing. It's it's a strange. I mean, look, I kind of tend to agree with the analysis that the media did not do a good job with this. The guy's obviously having massive problems, and I, you don't just keep throwing them on the air over and over again. Uh, I, I the first interview I can kind of excuse. The second one maybe. Yeah. You know, when we're getting down the road to Aaron Burnett, we'll have, which we'll have here in a second, it's way off. No, the rails. there's no, there's no, um, there's no reason. Here's here, but here's the. This one is is quite the clip. Uh, Jake Tapper talking to Numberg about Sarah Huckabee oh uh, and her, her uh, appearance. You know what? You know what? If Sarah Huckabee wants to, wants to start debasing me, she's a joke. Okay, fine. Yeah, she's not attractive. She's a fat slob. Okay, fine. But that's not relevant. Her, her, the person she works for has a thirty percent approval rating. Okay. So if she wants to start attacking me, she can do that. That's fun. But we know it's a joke. Everybody knows it's a joke. Okay, did anybody notice that he has a really stuffy nose at this point? Mm. I'm just saying that it's, I mean, I hope he got allergy medicine for that stuffy nose that he that had season. at that point. It is that season. It is that season. It is that season. I've got the Zyrtec myself. And sometimes that makes you just say things, you know, and free will think out loud. <laughs> sure does. Or it doesn't. But I, again, I don't, there was not a conversation about Sarah Huckabee's no. appearance at this time. He just kind no. of just brought <laughs> And I love the way he brought it up and then said, but what does it have anything to do with anything? You can tell why, why Trump liked him. <laughs> you could tell because it's kind of a Trump tactic, right? You kind of look. It's not. Yeah, sure, he's a total loser. He's failing, <laughs> but, but uh, that's got nothing to do with it. It's just it, like it's kind of that tactic. Yeah, it's, it's, like. it's good. Uh, I mean, it certainly seems like perhaps, and I, I don't, I don't necessarily have evidence uh, of this uh, myself. However, Aaron Burnett apparently had some. Okay, that he was maybe having an issue uh, with alcohol. Mm -hmm. uh, here is the clip uh, mm -hmm. from 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 Aaron Burnett's show on CNN. Um, talking to you, yeah. I have smelled alcohol on your breath. Well, I, I have not had a drink. No, you haven't I, had a drink, so that's no. not... <laughs> no. I've, I've, so uh, I, I just, because it is the talk out there, again, I know it's awkward, let mm -hmm. me just get give you the questions well, so you can uh, categorically answer, answer them. Uh, no, nope, you haven't had a drink answer, today? My answer is no, I have not. Anything else? No. 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 Besides my meds. Okay. Antidepressants, is that okay? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm, not, I'm just you, trying to you, understand. Why would well, you look, say well, that? Look, they what can happened say, today? They can say whatever they want. I don't really care. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That is a hell of a clip. Now, I, again, this is at least the third time he's been on CNN that day. That day. Yeah. C- come on. I, the first one, all right. Second one. Yeah. And, and you know, if third you sus- one, come and if on. you suspect, follow the guy. In between, where's he going? If he's going to the bar, you're pretty clear. We used to work in that building. There's a bar right across the street. All you have to do is look out the window. You have to walk downstairs to get into it. All the CNN drunks hang out there. You know where it is. You smelled alcohol. You were at the bar next to him, most likely. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.